Hello, it's Caroline, and I'm here to tell you that the episode you're about to listen to was recorded a long time ago, back when I used Patreon, back when I ran lots of different workshops and programs that I do not run anymore, and back before the Fuck It Diet book. So if I refer to any of these obsolete offerings while you're listening, just know that even though my Patreon and other programs don't exist anymore, you can find helpful resources by going to thefuckadiet.com slash more. You can also read the beginning of the Fuck It Diet book for free from my site. Lastly, this podcast is extremely messy. And it was actually intentionally messy and unstructured because that was the only way I could inspire myself to start and continue this podcast. I needed the lowest stakes possible. And though this podcast remains very low budget and has remained messy throughout the years until now, if you want slightly more structured and streamlined episodes, listen to the more recent episodes. All right, enjoy. Whoa, what's happening? Hello, okay. Welcome to episode 21, I believe, of the Fuck It Diet Radio. My name is Caroline Dooner. I'm the creator of the Fuck It Diet and the host of the Fuck It Diet Radio. Oh my goodness. So I had this whole intro and I recorded it a couple of days ago because that's when I started doing the podcast. But um, then I finished it later because I was so tired. You'll hear when I'm reading the first couple posts that I'm yawning so much and I'm so tired so I had to stop. Um, And I had been planning on reading um, Refinery29's post on the Minnesota Starvation Experiment, which is the focus of this episode, the Minnesota Starvation Experiment. And then I realized that it was just repeating things I'd already said. And so I moved on to reading another thing I'd written on it. Anyway, basically, point is, this is like a Frankenstein episode where I have been putting little pieces together and pausing and coming back a couple days later and doing a song and then re-recording the song because my microphone was broken. Blah, 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 blah. This is a very... um, uh, I'm very out of it a lot. I'm tired in it. I am like winding, winding, talking about lots of crazy weird things. But anyway, this is an episode about the Minnesota starvation experiment. Fascinating stuff. It's not a very long episode. So buckle your seatbelt or whatever and I'll be done soon enough. And I'm ending this week with a song. Let me start with December 22nd, 2015, Your Brain on Restriction, a post from the Fuck It Diet. We do not talk about what restriction, even a little bit, does to your brain, your emotions, your psyche, your stability. A dieting brain is not a stable one. Restriction is not kind to the brain. The best documented example of this is from the Minnesota Starvation Experiment. An experiment that could never be replicated now because of the humane scientific testing standards, but the information from the Minnesota starvation experiment should have prevented all restrictive dieting. The information from this experiment that I will be talking about today should have prevented all restrictive dieting. Somehow it did not. If we took any warning from the results of the experiment, nobody would diet. Healthily and mentally stable men volunteered to be a part of this experiment near the end of World War II in order to help study the effects of starvation and learn about how to refeed those who've been in a famine. 
After a control period of feeding them normally, where they ate over 3,000 calories, which is normal for men, uh, they then dropped their calories to 1,570 a day. 1,570 calories a day is like right smack dab in the middle of, of diet amounts. Uh, these days, that's a totally normal amount of calories to consume on a quote-unquote healthy diet. 1,200 to, uh, 1,200 to 800, no, sorry, 1,200 to 1,800 is what we often read about consuming in health magazines for weight loss and sometimes even maintenance, gag me, but 1,570 calories in the 1940s was considered semi-starvation. Let me say that again without stuttering. Uh, 1,570 calories in the 1940s was considered semi-starvation because it is, and it was, and the men quickly became skeletal, but their mental effects were even worse. Before I get into the mental effects, just remember, these men were being fed 1,570 calories a day, which is how much you have eaten a day on diets and maybe even still are. And your argument might be, but I'm not a man. And my argument is these men became skeletal. So we're talking not enough food and not enough food for a man and probably still not enough food for you. And it's possible that you've even been eating less than that. But the point is not the exact amount of calories. The point is that restricting to this amount that we have sort of convinced ourselves is a reasonable maintenance amount, both for men and women, depending, uh, is kind of mind-blowing. And so being able to shift our perspective about that is really, really helpful and important. So these men immediately became obsessed with food. They thought about it all day. They started making rituals out of their food. They started obsessively reading cookbooks for fun. They started displaying obsessive behaviors around food and other things. And they became anxious, mean, and impatient with one another. They were extremely irritable if their meals weren't served on time or if they had to wait too long for food. Mental apathy took over. They didn't care about any of the things that they used to care about. No politics, no romance or sex, just food. They developed addictive behaviors with coffee and gum, which they were allowed to have. And despite their intense commitment to the study before it began, they were vetted for this. Only the most um, willing participants were, uh, were chosen for this out of many, many, many contenders. And they were, the, um, they were conscientious objectors, so they wanted to be a part of something that could help the war efforts without actually being a part of the um, violent part of war. So... Despite their intense commitment to the study, I went off script there and just talked about what my understanding of the situation was. Despite their intense commitment to the study before it began, they began cheating and seeking out, seeking out food outside the study compound. One man really lost it, having vivid dreams of cannibalism, and then after cheating and indulging off the study compound, he was confronted by the organizer and broke down in tears, threatened his life, and had to be sent to the psychiatric ward of a hospital where he became fully normal again in weeks once he was amply fed. One man chopped off his finger, not clear if it was on purpose or just because of mental fogginess. The men also started thinking that they looked fat and everyone else looked thin. Restriction alone caused body dysmorphic disorder. These men who had been totally normal and healthy in every way pre-experiment were now obsessed with food 
and their weight. Restriction alone caused the mental dysfunction and only feeding themselves again healed it. And this is just the mental side. Once the men started eating normally again, they were ravenous. Only eating many thousands of calories actually helped them to start feeling better. Many talked about feeling a hunger that was completely insatiable no matter how stuffed they were physically. Many of them said they experienced more anxiety during the refeeding period than during the restriction period. All because of physical restriction. All because of only eating 1,570 calories a day. So, what do you think your eating and restricting is doing to your brain? I asked and then stopped writing. I'm going to move on to the next post. There may be some overlap here um, in what I talk about. I'm sorry. I'm tired. I'm tired. Today's daylight savings time. <laughs> All right. Oh, Sorry, I have to pause this because my cousin just texted me about Outlander. Be right back. Sorry about that, guys. Duty called. I have been calling myself the Outlander Sherpa because I'm insane and I have been, like, forcing all of my friends to watch the TV show and I, like, guide them through it and tell them about all the really... Uh, frustrating parts and tell them to keep going essentially I am your friendly outlander Sherpa okay let's move on to the next post this one was December 7th 2015 so I actually wrote this before the one that I just read to you okay starvation response you're nuts over food because of restriction when you restrict food even a little bit the starvation response kicks in If you control your food even just a little bit, the starvation response can kick in. If you think you're going to restrict tomorrow or eventually after you try this intuitive eating thing, the starvation response kicks in. If you feel guilty over what you're eating, the starvation response can easily kick in. It does not take much to trigger your body and brain into believing that there isn't enough food and to trigger the starvation response, especially if you've already done this time and time and time again. It's going to happen really quickly the more you do it. When all you want is to lose or maintain weight, the starvation response is triggered, can be triggered. I should have said can be in all of these. Your brain and body are very connected when it comes to everything and food, satiation, weight, hunger, and metabolism. So what happens when the starvation response kicks in? You become fixated on food. You become hungrier. You binge. Food is all you can think about. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't be doing this right now. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna soldier on. Your metabolism gets slower. You become moody. You you can become more obsessive. You can gain weight just by thinking about food in quotes. Basically. That's why eating anything and everything is essential to get normal to get to normal eating and a repaired metabolism. And better food intuition. Mental restriction. You cannot disassociate your brain from your body. What you think you are ingesting can actually affect what your body does metabolically. Um, from that milkshake experiment, which I don't have a post about. Again, that's in my ebook and my book that I'm writing right now. There are things that I haven't actually... Maybe I have put it on the blog. Okay, I'm going to keep going. Sorry. 
Binging and feeling out of control around food are often caused by actual physical restriction, not eating enough food, but just as often it can be caused by mental restriction, which is guilt over eating. I should cut back tomorrow. I really shouldn't be eating this. This has got to end. I can't eat like this forever. I'll, I'll be good soon. That last supper mentality. I'm going to eat everything in sight now because I may never let myself again. Because you've done it before. And because, sorry, because you've done it before, guilt over what you're eating can cause the body to expect you to deny it soon, which triggers the starvation response, which triggers food obsession. See? Guilt or control over what you're eating is directly set. I'm so tired. Oh, man. Guilt or control. (laughs) Guilt or control over what you're eating is directly sabotaging your desire to control what you eat. It is also directly in the way of you experiencing normal eating. Fun facts. You do not have to be underweight to be experiencing the starvation response. If our bodies waited until we had lost lots of weight, it would be a very flawed system. Going even five hours in between eating can temporarily trigger the starvation response. Yes, I know. If you are still binging, you are most certainly physically or mentally restricting. 2,000 calories is almost never enough food. Read this article about the Minnesota starvation experiment. Let's see actually what that is. Ah, I think it was before the refinery 29, so it was a different one. Restriction is not giving you what you want. Letting yourself eat again. What? Letting yourself eat again. Yes. (laughs) Letting yourself eat again will make you want to eat the whole world. You have to lean into this. Trust it. Trust that your body knows how to heal from this physical and emotional famine you've been on. The only way out is through by Robert freaking Frost. That's actually so bizarre. Because today in Fucketeer Academy, I wrote... That is weird, guys. That is really weird. Today in Fucketeer Academy, for the first time... I was I was thinking about this quote in the beginning of the fuck it diet I was like I came across this Robert Frost quote and I knew that it had everything to do with not only spirituality but the fuck it diet and the quote is the only way out is through and I just posted in fuck it to your academy when I started the fuck it diet the only way out is through by Robert Frost rung in my ears and it's in this pose that's bizarre guys anyway everything's connected all right i am so tired i keep yawning and i should probably stop but (sighs) i wonder if i can make you yawn through this podcast oh is this working whoa 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 okay hey i took a break i was so tired and i started to read the other article and i just like couldn't even make my mouth move so anyway took a little couple day pause and now now i'm gonna read it actually maybe i won't even read it guys because basically i've already told you i've already told you everything you needed to know about it So instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to (laughs) read. I know that this is really all over the place and I apologize. Okay, hold on. Let me find this. This is um, in my in my ebook that you can buy on Gumroad and you can get to it from my blog on the side of my blog. 
I talk about the Minnesota starvation experiment. Um, and I talk about how to look at it in terms of healing your own eating, understanding that you have been on this semi-starvation famine. Even if you've been binging, you've been in this compromised metabolic state for years. And so I talk about it from that perspective in that ebook. And then I'm also writing a not ebook. I'm writing a, a real book. It's still like definitely in process and I'm writing it with somebody and I'm, um, it's going to be called the fuck a diet. It's going to be a huge hit. <laughs> I have no idea, but I'm, I'm writing a real book and, um, parts of that ebook are in the big book, but the book is going to be much longer and much, um, it's going to like really take you through it. But I do write about the minister to starvation experiment in there. And so I just want to see if I can find what I said at the end. I wrote, but after saying their skin became coarse, they were dizzy, they lacked coordination, they experienced muscle soreness, but the whites of their eyes became brilliantly white because all their blood vessels shrank. So if you want to have beautiful porcelain doll eyes, starve yourself. You'll just have to deal with a host of other horrible problems. Talked about how they started sneaking food. Okay. So rehabilitation might be fascinating. I'm going to read about that here. So the purpose of this experiment was to see how to rehabilitate people who were starving. So in line with that, when Ansel Key started refeeding them, he only increased their food a little bit, assuming that that, that would be the healthiest method. Some people by 400 calories, some by 800, some, by, some even by 1,600 um, which would have brought them back up to what no was normal for them before. The group whose food was increased by 400 and 800 had no improvement at all. He gave them supplements and protein shakes. It didn't work at all. The only thing that worked was more food. Upping food had an immediate positive effect. However, the emotional disturbances lasted for many of them throughout the rehabilitation, and some reported being even more depressed and anxious during the refeeding than during the restriction. So 12 of those men stayed for some extra months after the end of the experiment for what Keyes, Ansel Keyes called unrestricted rehabilitation. The men often ate on average 5,000 calories a day and sometimes as much as 11,500 calories a day. They often talked about a hunger sensation that they couldn't quite satisfy no matter how much they ate or how full they were. And if you are going through any sort of uh, refeeding, trying to eat normally, trying to follow your bod body's hunger, and it potentially, depending on how suppressed your metabolism was, you are very, very hungry, you may um, resonate with some of these things that I am saying about what these men experienced. So I said, what does this mean? I mean, you see, right? Do I even need to spell it out? You see that the mainstream recommended weight loss and weight maintenance diets today in fashion magazines, not fashion, I guess health magazines, quote unquote health magazines, which are anywhere between 1,200 and 2,000 calories are right around what these men were eating to induce biological starvation responses and deep fixations on the food. Where everything in their bodies and minds screamed for binging. You see how extreme the physical and mental consequences were of this diet of 1,600 calories a day. Why isn't this common knowledge? 
And then I say, probably something to do with the diet industrial complex. And I go on and on and on and on and on about all that. Um, yeah, I think, I think that that is going to be where I, um, end this, I think, actually. And at the same time, I'm going to read you a podcast. I mean, no. Wow, guys, I really am out of it, but it's because someone's texting me and it's really distracting me. So I'm going to read you my latest uh, post, which is like two sentences long, if I can find it. Fuck it, diet. Click on the fuck it, diet, and then you click on blog. Oh, maybe I'll read you the last two. Okay, 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 okay. So I have one, I have one uh, post that I wrote two days ago that's just titled, Think About This. And this is the entire post. If the only thing you ever ate was cake with raspberry filling, you would probably be healthier than if you only ate vegetables because you need fat and carbs and stuff. And honestly, and you would also survive longer, like if you were on a, if you were on an island. And even if there wasn't raspberry filling, you would still probably survive longer. But the, you know, the vitamins in, um, in fruit will kind of like give you a, a lot of the vitamins and vegetables. Anyway, what I'm trying to say is we think that vegetables are so much healthier than cake. But really the truth is if we only ate vegetables, we would die and be malnourished really quickly. And if we ate cake with raspberry filling especially, or some other fruit, we would survive for a long time and probably thrive, honestly. And I think that that's just something that you should let rattle around in the back of your brain. All right, my next post that I wrote March 13th is we just wanted to be responsible. People who have had food and weight obsession Oh, Caroline, sorry, I really, really typo. People who have had food and weight obsession just wanted to be responsible. We just wanted to be on top of things. We just wanted to be loved, safe, healthy, responsible. Oh, I already said responsible, fuck. (laughs) Okay, in a world that tells you that you are lazy and gross and unhealthy if you don't keep your weight and eating under control, we just wanted to do it right and do it well. That was our way to feel like we were in control of our own destiny, productive, successful, able. We were led to believe that controlling our food and calories and weight was healthy, so why wouldn't we try? This world is priming you to get obsessed and then to feel ashamed if and when it all backfires. Don't be angry with yourself for being fooled. Don't be angry, I said at yourself, with yourself, for focusing on the wrong thing for too long. Instead, be angry with a society that leads you to believe that you are not worthy or responsible if you aren't obsessed over your food and weight. Because you will not get very far if you try to embark on the fuck it diet while you are angry with yourself. Also, diets do not work and your body is wired to backfire against them. Whenever I whenever I write a post that totally doesn't address, that doesn't like mention at all how much diets don't work and why, I feel like I have to like 
just like remind you at the bottom. I sort of do that for people, sort of do that for people who either have decided that they might have forgotten or people who are new and say this is like the first post that they ever saw. If they don't know my stance on dieting and whether dieting works or not, which obviously it doesn't, I want to like guide them to another post that happens to be about that so they can understand what the hell I'm talking about. Oh my goodness. Okay. Um, I do think that that's going to be it. So in fuck it, oh, first of all, I always want to tell you about Fucketeer Academy. We are, you know, we have like a little over uh, a week left, or I guess a week or two weeks left in March. And uh, in Fucketeer Academy, our theme for this month is cravings and how cravings and intuition overlap and my take on intuition via cravings. I think that cravings are actually an amazing way to start experiencing body intuition. And then in April, the theme is going to be portions and the way we think about amounts and portions and what is responsible and what is not. And basically, by now you may understand that my view on portions is don't think about portions the way you ever did before and the way that we thought about eating where we were always trying to eat the smallest amount possible is totally flawed and totally unhelpful and biologically like illogical um so that's going to be april so if you have any desire to try out fucketeer academy it is 50 dollars a month it is awesome. We work on limiting beliefs. We do energy work. We have Q&As. We have intention calls. We have a private Facebook group. It's amazing. I love it. I love running it. I love all the people in it. And uh, you can quit anytime. You never have to do the next month if you want to quit. All right. But there's a reason why I was talking about Fucketeer Academy. There's a reason why I was talking about but I don't remember what it is. Oh, I remembered. It was that I said that I was going to sing a song as a joke. I was like, oh, I guess I'll have to sing a song since nobody asked any questions for the Q&A. They did ask questions eventually, but that was my way of threatening them that I would sing a song. And the opposite of what I wanted was that here were like, oh, please do sing a song. And I was like, no, but I will do it on the podcast. So I um, yesterday in a, uh, was St. Patty's Day. And in America, people are insane on St. Patty's Day, uh, as you may or may not know. So anyway, basically for any like actual Irish people from in Ireland who are listening to this, please don't judge me and my stupid Irish-American-ness. I, I, <laughs> I'm very aware of, of how annoying Irish-Americans are on St. Patty's Day. But, um... I'm going to do this song anyway. And yesterday when I tried to do it, the microphone was really weird and loud. And t- today it worked. So I don't know. I don't get it. Anyway, here it is. Bye-bye. Oh, the summertime has come and the trees are sweetly blooming and the around the blooming heather will you go 
Also, what I sang last night, and this is definitely not an Irish song, it's, it is a Scottish song that is then adapted for Outlander, and the words are changed, so if it's the Outlander story. <laughs> I'm really bad at the guitar, especially on this. Sing me a song of a lass that is gone, say, could that last be I? So she sailed on a day over the sea to sky. Guys, I, on Twitter, I said, how 
the heck am I supposed to clean my kettle? Okay, I was legitimately asking how, oh, maybe I said how often am I supposed to clean my kettle? Is kettle some sort of euphemism for vagina? Because everybody thinks that I'm like asking some sort of like health question. <laughs> and I'm not. I just want to know how often to clean my kettle. Okay, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Sorry that those songs were like a little bit wonky. I don't know. Uh, you know? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you in the next episode, I suppose. Goodbye.